2001 ACC player, offensive player of the year, and former Philadelphia Eagles, Bruce Perry. You guys all know Maryland's all-time leading rusher, Lamont Jordan, nine years in the NFL. And of course, Lee Biden, the former Patriot, former Brown, former Lions. How many years you play, Lee? Nine. Nine years, NFL vet. And then me, Mark Gray, your host. So, fellas, we are all here. It's that time of the year. The Super Bowl is among us. Real quick, let's start with the path that both of these teams taken um what do you have to say about people questioning the patriots past i'll start with you bruce their path i think you were the one who actually had a problem with their path oh too. yeah well you know that's because we we obviously suffered a loss in 2004 to the patriots however um you know they built a dynasty mm-hmm. they built a dynasty whether it was legitimate dynasty or asterisk beside them um but the path is always leads to the Patriots in the, in the AFC. We all know that. Um, so, what do you make of them this year going against the lakes, the likes of uh, Mariota and then Blake Bortles and Jackson being a TC? It's easy. You think so? Absolutely. Lamont, you already know how I feel about it. I mean, you Jacksonville had a top two defense in the National Football League. It's pretty much the same thing the Giants had when when they beat the Patriots uh, twice in the Super Bowl. So when you look at the quarterback situation, you say, yeah, Blake Bortles may have been an easy path. Um, you look at Tennessee and you say that may be an easy path, but I think that's more so because of just the dominance of the New England Patriots. You really, you really gotta, you really gotta look at the totality of the situation, all right? New England, New England Patriots have arguably the best coaching staff in, on the planet as far as football is concerned. You've played there, you've played there, you, you, you know. And the New England Patriots are the best at second half adjustments. Period. I mean, you look at what worked in the first half of Jacksonville. I mean, they moved the ball. They scored 20 points, right? And then in the second half, nothing. What, what say you, Lee? So, so just talking about the path, obviously the path was pretty, you know, pretty easy. I mean, See, when, in hindsight, let, in, in but, hindsight. But hold on, let me stop you there. Because everybody, when you say tennis, we, everybody keeps mentioning Mariota and, and Blake Borders, right? But Tom Brady's not going against Mariota and Blake Borders. Right, no. He's going against, so let's stop talking about well, see, the I, team. I, I, let's yeah, talk I, I, about I talk Jacksonville's about, defense yeah, I, and Tennessee's defense. Right, now, so I, I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying the, the path. I mean, but listen, them teams made the playoffs for a reason. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they, they did what they had to do throughout the season to do what they had to do to, to make the playoffs. But the Patriots, obviously, they were number one seed, so they were home. You know what I mean? That's an advantage all the time, especially with the Patriots. I mean, playing home is an advantage. Um, but Tennessee um, and and that, that team, when you look at them, it, they're not better than the Patriots. 
I mean, just just totally. I mean, the defense or the offense. To me, and then see now Jacksonville, like you talked about, Jacksonville was a team that that had a chance, but what they didn't do was make second half adjustments. I mean, what they did in the first half was working. They got to the second half, and I, I understand they probably wanted to do the same thing because it was working. But then after a while, as a coach, you got to say it ain't working. We got to change it up. I remember one play where they blitzed Tom Brady in the second half, got to him. They only did that one time. And so you got to put pressure on Brady. If you're not going to get it with your front four, you got to do it with, um, um, you know, some blitz packages. But, um, I mean, I, I think their path was, um, you know, was, was fairly easy. But, I mean, it, it was a tough road for uh, them with Jacksonville because it, it was a battle. Let's go back a couple weeks to the season. Did you still, would you call yourself an Eagles fan? Yes. Because you're actually native of Philadelphia, mm -hmm. now I think about it. So you grew up an Eagles fan. Don't ask that. Okay. But I am an <laughs> Got you. So let's go back a couple weeks into the uh, earlier when Wentz goes down. Mm -hmm. Did you even think this was possible? No. Really? No. I, I am. I'm be the first person to tell you. Uh, it's over. Um, but once again, credit to the coaching staff for realizing what they have on the roster uh, and how to um, manage a volatile situation, especially at the most important position on the field. Um, they rallied around Nick. They put him in the best position to succeed, but let's 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 be let's be real. They really took the last two games of the season as the audition to see exactly what he was capable of doing. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Because those first two games that they played, he did relatively nothing aside from the Giants game. He did relatively nothing. They couldn't move the ball on Dallas, so they had to use those as practice reps because they're used to Carson Wentz. Those were the practice reps to get his get him ready for his 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 stage show, which was the second round of playoffs. What did you think when when Wentz went down? Yeah, I mean, I I already didn't believe in the Philadelphia Eagles, and again, well, I don't watch football that much. You really? know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. But why is that? I I don't know. Just because I watch it, I used to watch it differently. You know, you I watch it right. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I watch it differently than a casual fan. Right, right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. I just don't. I haven't gotten into it as a as a fan yet. You know, I still watch it again, kind of the same. Like you're watching I, film. Yeah, like let's seeing what. Oh, they should have did this. They should have did that. You know, not like enjoying the game. Right. My you know first I mean? couple of years out of the league, I didn't watch football. Yeah, I mean that's how I was, and I'm I'm gradually getting back mm -hmm. into watching it. Um, but obviously, playoff time when uh, everything is on the line, you know, you like to watch it. Um, but I, I watched here and there during the season, but. Just seeing the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz, I mean, I don't—I forgot what their record was last year. They weren't too good last no, year, uh -huh. right? But then, and I mean, this year, they just... What, like 5, 5 well, 11 or something around there? You know what? They actually were that good last year. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, forget, I'm saying as far as record-wise. Let's not forget. They came out the gate. They came out the gate 5-1. and one, Right. And then lost who? Who they lose? Lane Johnson for 10 games. Okay. That mattered. Right, right, right. Because now you can't, you can't, you have no one to rely on. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the NFC East, right? You going against, you know, Olivier, JPP, mm -hmm. uh, guy in Washington, um, Carrigan, right? Who had a field day? Yes, he did. You know, understand what I'm saying? So that mattered. Yeah, mm -hmm. right, right. That mattered, and and then you're waiting for the maturation of Carson Wentz. And right. Wentz hit that wall, and right. he hit the wall. He hit the wall. You know, I, me and Lamont both. I felt like here's my thing: when the when the Eagles were right, were rolling high at the beginning of the season. Like I've said several times on the show, it reminded me so much of last year's Dallas team mm -hmm. in that everything 
was killing like mm-hmm. and all the stars were mm-hmm. aligning. We remember we were watching last year, and then you know the Giants were struggling, the Redskins were struggling, and it just every see, Dallas was playing teams on their backup quarterback. Every hole Zeke seemed to run through was open. Uh, Prescott comes out of nowhere; he's healthy the whole time. Des Bryant is healthy, Witten's healthy. It just seemed like they were everything lined up perfectly for the Cowboys, and I felt that was the same thing with the Eagles earlier in the Eagles situation, where the cow out the, out the gate, the Giants lose. All three of the receivers in mm-hmm. one game, right? Mm-hmm. The Redskins, again, they, they can't get out their own way. Uh, but we knew that. Right. Bad. They can't get out their own way. And then and then the Cowboys had the whole cloud of um, Zeke. Zeke going over their exactly. their head the whole time. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, well, so. Well, I think it was more than that, though. That, I mean, so, so that's how I looked at the Eagles this year. And yeah. I was like, man, they're the healthiest team in the yeah. NFC. Yeah. He's yeah. in there rolling. And I didn't really believe in Wentz come playoff time. I thought that he was – I felt like him and the, uh, the cat out there on the Rams right. who were playing I mean, above their head and having great regular seasons, I had questions about them going into the playoffs and what they would do on that playoff stage. Mm-hmm. So when Wentz went down and Foles came in, I thought Foles – I didn't think they were going to lose as much. It sounds crazy, but I thought that what Foles – wasn't as good as Wentz on the field, necessarily playing. I thought he made up with an experience, uh, you know what I mean, and, and being he's actually even started a playoff game before, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So I thought that I thought that that would actually I don't, almost was a, was a, was a fair swap. Mm-hmm. That that that's how I felt. But the I felt like the Eagles were a well-rounded team in terms of depth at just about every position. And going into this before, we probably would have said that one of the only weaknesses was death at quarterback, and that even proved to be wrong. I mean, they got three receivers. None of them are the none of them are speaking for Julio Jones or Antonio Brown or anything. But they have three receivers who can all play the position. Right. You, you know what I mean? And then once they make the try trade for a jive, now you got death at the running back position. And you know, so I felt like the team, the Eagles, were a very well-rounded team. Go ahead, you have something you want to say? No, no, no. I mean. Just talking about uh, just them and what they were going to do. That, that's the same thing. I mean, I, I didn't really believe Foles would could could take them, you know, and advance them in the playoffs. I figured they would make the playoffs um, because of how good they they started the season. Um, but I just I just didn't believe it. And you know, obviously, he proved me wrong. And that's why you play the games. And that's mm-hmm. why I mean, you talk about the Super Bowl. Everybody is counting. Well, not everybody is counting Philadelphia out. But I mean, that's why they play the game. Philadelphia. <clears throat> If you look at the historic Philadelphia teams that have been successful, none of them outside of Don Vivian Nab have had that big one star. Right. Except for 2004 when we got there. Right. Okay. All of those teams were surrounded by serviceable receivers, serviceable running backs. I think you're being friendly with the serviceable receivers, too. Yeah. <laughs> Before I mean, T.O., I think you're being I, 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 you I think you're no being friendly. You, you probably look, know the people personally. Look, but, but I no think look, right. look, serviceable receivers, uh-huh. ones that actually just did their job, mm-hmm. they relied heavily on a Jim Johnson defense, mm-hmm. period. Right. And strong play out of the quarterback. Okay? So when we fast forward now, what do we have? I don't care what you say. There's three serviceable receivers. Oh yeah, Ashlon, Ashlon Jeffries. I mean, he—he's a—he was he's good. A big he was time, great. He's a big time he, receiver still. Before this year, before I this had year. him like as, you know, not that top tier, but very much in that second, in that second, in that yeah. second tier. He's definitely that, and he's that for the Philadelphia Eagles too. Because early on in the season, you weren't seeing that many big plays out of Alshon. No, you weren't. You were not. Right. We got our big plays from Nelson Aguilar, mm-hmm. from splash plays, splash explosive plays, and the screen game. 
Mm-hmm. And the that's, running. That's what Philly, you know. That's what we promised. That's what they promised. Up, up until the halfway point, I forgot Toy Smith was even on the team. Yeah. Maryland grad. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why I wanted to expect way more than that. And I just, he's, it's, even though Toy Smith has been around forever, he's not even that old. No, he's not. He's you know? Not. So they have, they have depth at their receiver. And like you said, Aguilera... He came. It's almost like he came out of nowhere, but he didn't because he was a first round draft. No, he's been there. He's, been, years. he's been there for two years. He just couldn't catch the, the ball last season. The same thing with Tory. This system is not an easy system to learn. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. It's not. I I could guarantee you in year two, Tory Smith would be way better, having a full season yeah. under his belt. You know, just like um, just like rookie quarterbacks. Right. After they have that first full season under their belt, then you expect a bigger jump in year two. So, I, to, to go back to my point, three serviceable receivers, a quarterback that can get the job done, and a lights-out defense. We have the same thing that we had in 2004, except for a big play receiver. I'm going to see both of you guys. we got two running backs uh, in the building, so I'm going to ask you guys, on the Eagles' depth chart running back-wise, how would you like to see that those carries split up? Me personally, I'd like to give the ball more to LeGarrette. The blunt, right? Absolutely. Me, I am not a Jay and fan. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm going to kind of look, agree with if you. If you look at some of his runs, even from the Minnesota game, he does not have good feet. At all. What about like? You, have you ever you, seen him run? Like no, you open know, field? you know what I'm talking. But if you see him run in open field, it's like see, something wrong with his legs. Right here, we're going to analyze things on a totally different spectrum right. and scope. Okay. Because I'd like to say I had some of the best feet in the business. Mm-hmm. He would like to say the same thing. However, we know fundamentally what's necessary and required for a successful running back, successful person at that position. Doesn't have good feet. Doesn't have breakaway skills. Period. He gets caught all the time. Okay? Agreed. 100% agreed. Not to say that LeGarrette is any different. However, he's more of a physical presence. He's going to set the tone. He's your tone setter. I feel like LeGarrette's been underrated his entire career. Mm-hmm. And underappreciated. I was a Tampa fan, and I remember having Blunt, and we let him go in a, in a year where everything was wrong with the team. We drafted Doug Martin with, with our first pick. Like, Garrett Blunt was the only good person on, on the damn team. You know what I mean? And we used that draft pick to, to get a running back, and they thought he was done. This is like six, seven years ago. And fast forward seven years, just last year he had 19 touchdowns. You know what I mean? And he's playing in a Super Bowl. And now he's playing in the second Super Bowl, back-to-back years. And we let this dude go. Five, six years ago. How many people in the Patriots let go? The Patriots let people go. The Eagles run game. I think the only way you can decide how you split those carries up, it comes down to your defense. If you're in a situation where, where if your defense isn't stopping, we're talking about the Patriots, if your defense isn't stopping the Patriots offense, then you don't want to see the Garrett Blood on the field. Because he's, he's not going to give you anything right. out of the mm-hmm. passing game. Mm-hmm. I mean, at times he shows that he's a solid pass protector. But I can get four to your quarterback. I can drop seven. And against a quarterback that's a little shaky, and I have Bill Belichick as my head coach, I can disguise so many different coverages that I can play mind games with him, get him to hold on to the ball. And you're going to have to put two people on James Harrison. Mm-hmm. So the only way that LeGarrette is, is you're going James to Harrison, to, you're going to have to put two people on him. <laughs> at least wow. chip him. You're going to have to at least you're chip him. I mean, you always got to chip him. Right. Either way, you're putting two people on him to yeah. the point that I'm making. Um, uh, Ada, he's a guy that when things are going well, he's going to get you yards. If there's space, he's going to get you yards. He's not going to give you what LeGarrette's going to give you. I think their third back is their best option. Clement, they're going to have a like, chance love, to win the game because you need a back. Yeah, you need a yeah. back that can make plays He's out explosive. of the backfield. 
you need a back that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna do something with the matchup with the linebackers against the Patriots. Because the Patriots are gonna let their corners go man to man. If they go with a single high safety, I mean you play there, you already know what they're gonna do. Oh, they're yeah. gonna bring pressure if they need to bring pressure, mm -hmm. but they're gonna they're gonna take whatever it is that you show you that do. you do, right. they're gonna you make you away. do the something total else. opposite. Mm -hmm. I mean and so with Garrett Blunt in the game, I, I think he hurts you more than he helps you in a game where the Patriots are scoring points. Now, in a close game, where That's you're you in a close game, now you want to go with LeGarrette because you want to be able to move the chains. You want to be able to go with your play action. You want to keep the defense off balance. And and your passing game with him in the game is all based on play action fake. Uh, I, so, to answer your question, I'm going to go with their third pick. I think that he gives them the best chance of winning. I, I take it a step further. Field position is going to be the biggest thing in this game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who has the better field position? Honestly, if you're working with a short field, oh yeah, it doesn't matter who you got back there. Not sure. You understand what I'm saying? What they really need and they can't have because they can't have it back to the next year. Darren Sproles. I was going to say they they really would be a, that'd be great to have. Yeah. Darren has that'd always be. been and will always be a matchup nightmare. Right. right. Problem for any. A problem. I don't care who you are, big small. He's a matchup nightmare. If Darren Sproles is in that game. A totally different thing. You work. You've been in that New England um, defensive backs meeting room. Obviously, as you digest the Eagles um, receiver core, who who do you, which one are you trying to say we need to take that one away? Well, I mean, I guess I would say Alshon Jeffries because I mean he's the biggest threat. Just in in my eyes, again, I haven't seen the Philadelphia Eagles that much, mm -hmm. but I think he would be, you know, just the the biggest splash play guy or big play guy. I mean, I know Torrey Smith is a, is a fast receiver as well, but I mean, he, he just hasn't shown, um, you know, I consistent guess, big, play yeah, cons consistent big play ability. So to me, uh, I, I would kind of uh, just go more to Alshon Jeffries. But to be honest, I mean, one thing that uh, if they had a receiver that was, was really good, I mean, they, they just going to double him. That's not, but but I don't think um, the Patriots will do that with um, because of the, they, the screen game. They just got a lot of different ways that they they move the ball. What is it about New England that allows them to just grab a piece here, grab a piece there, and keep moving? So and, and I was going to talk about this when you guys were talking about just just players um, because see, what Bill he doesn't care about your name. He doesn't care about you know the big name or this. He just knows who he likes, who's going to fit into the system that he's, he wants to bring, and, and that's who he's going to go out there and get. And so, I mean, we talk about um, the receivers for Philadelphia. I mean, what about the you know number well, one receivers for the Patriots? They, the Patriots have the number one receiver ever. ever. I mean, with, with Randy, Moss, and they lost that but you year. Think, think about it. In 2004, Deion Branch is the, right, is the, the MVP. MVP. You understand he what wasn't I'm like a number one <laughs> oh, guy. They, they've never but, I mean, he's, he's really good, though. Yeah. Got, and they're good, yeah, he's but... Really good. But they have, you know, the Amendolas, the, the Edelmans. Right. You know, the, the big-name receiver on the Patriots is Gronkowski, period. Right. However, going back to your, your, your question prior, you take away Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is the leading receiver on the team. You take him away, now you're forcing them to get the ball to, to those big-play receivers. Right. I want to ask you a question as a cornerback. What is it about? Because you're right. They they just ha they just grab guys. When, whether it's Wes Welker for four years, and then you replace him with Amendola, and if he, go I mean, Edelman, every right. and the Edelman, mm -hmm. we've seen every. They just grab guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they they take guys and just put them anywhere, and it works. What is it a, like as a cornerback? 
when you're watching, you say you watch the game differently, and I'm sure you do. When you watch the game as a cornerback and you see the Patriots, what is it about them that lets them just plug and play any receiver and they're all successful? Any receiver? I mean, because, again, he, <coughs> he goes out and your skill set, what, how you fit in that system. Just like, um, let's go back to Tim Tebow. Right? Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow, when he played, he wasn't successful right, until the Denver coordinator just kind of um, catered the offense. Ca yeah, him. catered the offense to him. When he went elsewhere, the offensive coordinator wasn't catering to him. He wasn't going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Well, what Bill Belichick does is he'll he'll see a guy and what he wants to do, and if you can do it, come on in. It doesn't matter if you know he's going to fit for the Eagles or the Lions. It don't matter. You fit for me, and so. I'm gonna get you in there, and so so that's what Bill Belichick is just a a, a guy he watches film, um, and he knows you know who he wants, what he likes, and that's what he's just gonna go get. He's gonna get exactly what he wants. He's not like like the Redskins is gonna go out and get Albert Hainsworth because he's just a big name guy and he can right. make plays or you know Bruce Smith, you know I mean just big name guys just because he's gonna get you because of of what you can bring and to yourself. The team. Now I imagine yourself uh, undrafted, right? Undrafted. Yeah, I was undrafted. When, doesn't that kind of that gives you life, right? When you see a guy like Billy Check, who's you you know who's, who's not here to care about whether you're a first round draft pick or a guy who wasn't drafted at all, the best guy gets the job, right? And doesn't that make you feel like you know I got a shot at this? And yeah, absolutely. I mean, but uh, a lot of teams, a lot of you know people don't really see it like that. But I mean, with him, I mean he doesn't care. Right. Um, he doesn't care where, where you were drafted. You know what team you was on. I mean, again, he he came and got me from. Uh, I was on the on sixteen lines team. You know, I'm surprised Bill Belichick called and asking for me after 0-16. Um, but he, I mean, that doesn't matter to him. Um, so I mean, it, I mean, it does give people hope though, um, because it's not all about the big name. Um, it's just about you know what you can do on the field and and people valuing it and and wanting you to play for their team. If the Eagles are going to win this game, what do that what blank has to happen? Of course, I mean they got to get to Tom Brady. That's that's just that's just it. That's the only that's a secret to success to me. With, with uh, beating the Patriots. If you if you can't get to Tom Brady, you're, you're not gonna win. I don't I don't I don't care. You will not win. And that's why they went back and got Skarnecki. That's uh, he's a um, O line coach. Like a, a few years back, he had retired and they ain't do so well. And then he came back and now you know they they gelling. I mean, it's protecting Tom Brady. Um, and I mean, cause he's. To to be honest, I mean this sounds crazy. I mean he'll he's a regular quarterback. If you, if no, listen, if if you if you get pressure on him, you you okay, see him dancing and you know looking you know kind of flustered. I mean he's a, he's a he's a he's a, he's a person. He's a human being. I mean right. so if you you get pressure on him, he's going he's going to be rattled a little bit. Um, I mean does he make throws under pressure? Yeah, but I mean again the Giants they've done it. Um, is he the greatest quarterback of all time in your eyes? I mean, I think so. In your eyes, I, I think so. Um, but but so to <laughs> so to don't come to you. Yeah yeah yeah. But but so what I'm saying is, to, in order to beat the Patriots, you just, that's what you got to do. And then and then listen, everything else you you can do everything else um, that you need to do on your offensive side of the ball. Um, but if you do not get to him, I mean, you're gonna have a long day. Right. I don't care what you say, and it's it's gonna be damn near impossible to Bruce. <laughs> Defensively, honestly, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't think it matters. What? I don't think it matters because yes, they, if they get to the, to the quarterback, of course their chances of winning are small. 
However, the X factor are Bill Belichick, <laughs> Matt Patricia, and Josh Daniels. Because they are gonna be they are gonna change their game plan so many times before we see four zeros on that clock mm-hmm. that I don't see it. You don't see it. I don't see it happening. And and but so and to that point, and that's what I, I want it to happen. Yeah, that, that's that's what I always say as well is because I mean I again play on the defense. I remember one time against the Jets, this was like in the third quarter, maybe fourth quarter. Bill just came and just changed the defense. It was like, hey, we running this. Y'all remember how to run this? Blah blah blah. We running this. We wasn't even losing. <laughs> you know, we weren't even losing. Um but but he just wanted because I guess he saw what he saw and, and he wanted to change it. But that's a, that's the thing about um, playing against the Patriots. So again, you watch Jacksonville; they play well in the first half. The second half adjustments. If you don't make any, any adjustments, then they just they gonna they gonna. If you're doing exactly what you did in the first half, then they you're gonna lose. You're gonna yeah, lose. You're gonna, and, you're gonna lose. The one thing about I've watched the Patriots since Randy Moss since the Randy Moss era, right? With Randy Moss, that offense was totally different. They didn't do the same stuff that they that they did the next year right. and the year after that. Every year it changes. It fits to the team. It fits to the team. Yeah, who we pieces pieces yep. are added, pieces are subtracted, and they do the best job of looking at what they have on the roster and saying, we can do this, yeah. we can do that. We're not. When Donovan Nabb was, was with the Philadelphia Eagles, you knew exactly what we were going to do. We were going to run the West Coast offense. We weren't going to run the ball that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe 10, 12 tops, times a game. But he, Donovan Nabb going to throw the ball 40 times. As a running back, how did you feel about that? You don't like it. Right. But the screen game, I the mean, screen game, the screen game is nothing a, but an extended run. Yeah, right, like, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. With Westbrook. Yeah, absolutely. And trust me, you know, Westbrook was dynamic in that sense. However, a running back wants to run. We want to run the ball. We want to have the ball. We want, right. Nobody else can have it. If you thought receivers were divas. <laughs> running back. We're, we're divas too. We want the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but what, I don't think it, I, I think the Patriots are just so accustomed and have that championship pedigree. That coaching, they know exactly what to do. Yeah, they've been in the situation. They've been in the situation. Like you said, you went from an zero sixteen team to the Patriots. You went from a they weren't zero sixteen, but they were the they were pretty damn close. <laughs> right? I, I don't even remember what the record was, but they were close. What was the big when you went from the Lions to the Patriots? What was the first? What was that one thing that you were like, "Whoa, this is not the Lions anymore." Well, and that's what I, I tell people, man. It's just the the atmosphere, the locker room, the the way the expectations that they had as soon as you walking in the door. Like, Detroit, I, you know, it just didn't, you know, I mean, like, I, again, but I ain't really know what to expect because I was with Cleveland for my first five years, and I'm, I, I was young. <laughs> well, well, I mean, again, I, but again, I don't know. I'm young, so I'm just trying to make it, mm-hmm. for real. And so, I, so I'm in that locker room, and then I, I learned, you know, some things, and, and, and we, we wanted to be good, right? But then Detroit... I mean, it, it just wasn't a togetherness. It just wasn't, you know what I mean, uh, kind of feel team. like an 0-16 team? Well, I mean, the year before, they, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. They had started off hot. They were like 6-2 and two or something, and then I think they lost their last whatever games. Um, but I, I just feel like just the whole, again, the expectations was just a lot different when I walked in the Lions locker room and then I walked in the Patriots locker room. I mean, the expectations, I mean, they, they – Want to win a division? They want to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just what the talks are. With well, the lines, it just wasn't. What was the difference? The biggest thing for you, Lamont? For me, I mean, before I even met a player, when I walked in the locker room, um, 
lights were out, day off. I walked in the locker room, you see the uh, the emergency lights on. When I walked into the locker room to go to the uh, to the training room, mm -hmm. all right, a spirit jumped on me. I tell people all the time, mm -hmm. I, I can't explain it, but something jumped on me, and 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 I just haven't been the same ever since. Not just as a football player, but just even as a man, the way that, that Bill Belichick does it. For me, here's what separates Coach Belichick and the Patriots from everybody else. Every other team, you're going to have lip service, you're going to have politics, and you're going to have your stars being able to say and do whatever they want to because they're the stars. That's not going to happen in New England. Mm -hmm. so New football. England, it, it's about it's not about, oh, well, we're going to fit things. And, and, and from an offensive standpoint, it's not we're going to fit things. To, we're going to make things to fit you. It's this is what we do. This is what's expected of you. And either you're going to produce or you're not. It's just that simple. If you look at the backfield, he always has one or two big backs, and he always has a fast third down back. If you look at every Patriots roster, it's always been that way because he had Kevin Falk there. Kevin Falk leaves. Kevin Falk leaves. Now you bring in you bring in a small guy. You bring in Boyd Lewis, and I forgot who the other Woodhead guy was. Woodhead was came he, in. He was there. So if you look at if you look at Coach Belichick's formula of, for what he has, it's all about okay. You can go ahead and use all of your talent and you could pay all this money and have to deal with these attitudes, these divas and all those different things. And, and, and you can go ahead and spend all your money trying to win a Super Bowl. What we're going to do is we have an owner who has put a head coach in place who he lets run the team. Coach Belichick runs the New England yeah. Patriots. The pressure yeah. that you see him put on his assistant coaches. <laughs> all right. He demands. Uh, he demands it from everybody. Yeah. So, to, so what do the Eagles have to do and to, to kind of get back? What do the Eagles have to do in, in order to, to, to win the Super Bowl? You're going to have to play this game until the game ends. Doesn't matter how much you're up by. Mm -hmm. Atlanta showed you that last mm -hmm. year. Patriots, you're going to have to play this game the entire game if you're going to have a chance to win the mm -hmm. game. The Patriots are the best team ever at staying the course. Period. I look at this game, and to be honest with you, Bruce, I, I don't really see – how Philadelphia wins. So that's why I'm asking, <coughs> is this, like you said, because of the four quarters, because of the, because we saw the Falcons get up on Now, them. I will say this. <coughs> Philadelphia can be an explosive offense. If you couple that explosion, if they get up three and four scores, like this is not the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. If they get up three and four scores and play strong defensively, the game's over. Gotcha. But, but that, that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I think, I mean, their, their offense is pretty, pretty darn good, yeah. right? And to me, it just comes down to and it's not they can get to. It's not a typical Andy Reid offense. This is, not, this is not your old Eagles. This is not it. Because what I'm watching, what I, just like you said, I, you watch the game differently. I do the same thing. I call out the daggone plays while I'm watching it. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Doug Peterson is not running the same style system as Andy Reid at all. I mean, how many wide screens did you see with the Philadelphia Eagles? Chad Lewis wasn't running no wide screen. Maybe uh, L.J. Smith might have. But, but uh, what's his name? Zach Ertz, he's a totally different beast. They got to get him the ball. He's the Gronkowski of this game for the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Just to veer, of course, slightly, that's because you brought it up. Andy Reid was your coach. Um, we saw what happened in Kansas City this year. They jump out there. They were like 6-0, 5-1, whatever, just completely crumble and then still managed to make it into the playoffs and then lose first round. Thoughts on Andy Reid out there in Kansas City or just in general? Andy, I love, I love Andy. Andy gave him my shot. And 
It just seems to me with the Kansas City Chiefs, it was too many gimmick plays. Mm. Their whole offense was a gimmick. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And we all know in the NFL, gimmicks don't last long. Mm -hmm. Think about uh, Miami when they ran the daggone Wildcat with Ronnie Brown. Yeah, didn't it, last it, long. Yeah, it, it was it was good. It's a fact. Me, yeah, for me. You know what I'm saying? If you and and his core is obviously the West Coast offense. However, I don't think that roster offensively was strong enough, even with Kareem Hunt. Really? No. You're Hunt and Hill and Kelsey. I do not. Yeah, like a whole lot of weapons. They had a lot of they weapons. Had weapons. They had weapons. Go ahead. Go ahead. They go ahead. had they had weapons. Like Tariq Hill should be an ultimate weapon. The guy is probably one of the fastest yeah. people in the NFL. Nobody, no corner wants to cover. Because he's going to step on your toes and cut you good and get rid of your cushion cord. Right. right? However, and Travis Kelsey is a monster. However, I don't feel like he used them to their full potential the way he should have. Now, I agree I, with I you on that. But as far as he had more weapons this year in Philadelphia than he, I mean, this year in Kansas City than he ever had in Philadelphia, oh, minus no, the year that, that he team was loaded. That minus City, so. minus, that minus the year that Terrell Owens was there. Yeah, you I, had I Westbrook as your running back, who was your total offense. You had Alligator Arms out there every time you throw the ball right, across the middle. You know, uh, he's like this catching ball across the middle. You had the boy Freddie Mitchell always talking about <laughs> this. You had no offensive weapons. Kansas City this year had a dominant running back, had a dominant but tight they end. But they didn't run the ball in the court, second half. No, 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 I'm talking about Toyota. But, but that goes on to Andy. It has nothing to do with the talent. That's what I'm saying. When he ran a traditional offense, they moved the ball, they scored points. When he went back to doing what you said he does, all that trickery the stuff, gimmicks, all that exactly. gimmicks, the college stuff, they lost the game. That's what it came down to. But to say that he didn't have offensive weapons out there, he had more. He had more weapons in Kansas City at this time than he ever had on at the, one on time the, on in that, Philadelphia. Then let me retract on that. I, I will agree. However, they were not used. That's on him. They were and, kept in the cover, and that's on Andy. And, and that's, that's what on we, him. That's what we're talking about. Um, ultimately, again, with the Patriots and with the Eagles, mm -hmm. is you gotta really, you know, put your stars. In the best positions to win, because and that's, that's another thing. You know, coaches they play a big role. Obviously, you've seen the last few couple Super Bowls with well, not couple, but the the famous ones with uh, Seattle and with um, the last one, the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. The last, right. I mean, now these coaches are putting these positions. Now they gotta put us in the right position to be able to win. I mean, you, you don't throw the ball on the you know one one yard line if you see not if you have uh, a beast. In the not if you got a beast in the backfield. Um, you don't. You don't throw the ball um, when you're uh, after that one catch with uh, Julio Jones. You know, you I mean, you got a field goal. You know, you got to play smart. So now the coaches, and that's what you talk about with the coaches with the Patriots. I mean, they just they stay the course and they you know, they just play smart football. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't you know try to you know do anything crazy, right? They just play sound football. And but just going back, just the coaching. I mean, it's it's on the coaches. To know what's on my roster and and put them in the best position to win. Go, go I, back I agree. to go back to the last time these teams met in the Super Bowl. It was decided by what four points, three four points. I, I believe four points. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Down it's, to that last drive. Down to mm -hmm. the last drive. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> and Terrell Owens had a monster game. Yeah, coming off that injury too. Trust yeah. me, I remember. Was that locker room as divided as as they made it seem? Now we're getting into we getting into <laughs> We're here. Just, I didn't ask you to pick a side. I just wondered, was it the body? We're getting, we getting into stuff. We're getting into uncharted waters here. Um, See him dying? Okay. <laughs> Look, you know. It, Go ahead. It, 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 there, 
Just like you said when you walked to the locker room, there was an aura, right? There was an aura. There was something ain't right. Okay. Okay. Right. Now, whether, whether you know. Something ain't right. Check this like out. That. You know, I'm not a millionaire. So I can't side with anybody. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I'm sitting here trying to make sure that I can pay my mortgage yeah, next right. week. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really have time to be focusing on business that's not mine. Right, got you. However, I remember having conversations with both of them. Mm-hmm. And you never really knew why. Right. I had an idea why. But I'm not going to sit up here and say half the locker room was, yo, I'm with Terrell and half was like, I'm with you know, Don, it wasn't like that. Okay. It was just obviously an obvious dysfunction. Got you. That, that needed to manifest itself. Got you. Um, but I saw a lot. Got you. Got you. Go ahead. Continue back to what you were saying though. But the last time he played, it was four, four points separated. You don't have a Terra Owens in this game. And if you're asking for Alshon to be Terra Owens in this game, you lost your mind. Terra Owens is, is a hall of fame receiver. Absolutely. Um, but you need that type of production from somebody out of them. Yeah, you, you do. You paid him the big money. He needs to have a 140-yard game. I really was expecting a lot out of Alshon Jeffrey. When he was with the Bears, yeah, he was, I thought he was a monster. Yeah. I followed Alshon since he was at South Carolina. When he was at South Carolina, he had weight issues. He looked like a daggone tight end okay. at <laughs> times. You get what I'm saying? He gets to the Bears, and you partner with Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Now he's a totally different receiver. Now he's learned how to be a pro, learned how to be a receiver in the league. I have not seen that many. I haven't seen anything that would stand, substantiate him being worth $47 million. And the Eagles uniform, I 100% agree with you. No. <laughs> what, is his, what is his stats this year? I mean, like Zach, pedestrian. Zach Ertz doesn't have 1,000 yards. He's your leading receiver. Oh, wow. Zach Ertz missed games. He's your leading receiver. If... Look, if you're going to be the number one guy and, and and garner number one money, then you need to be making plays. He didn't start really coming on making plays until late in the season. Oh, yeah, you're not. Now, so, now, I mean, like, now, has, he, has he been games. targeted, like, a lot? I mean, that's 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 comes he, down to it, too. I can tell I mean, you, as a, again, I, I don't watch this game. I can game. tell I don't you, know. as a fantasy owner, that's where you start really paying attention. Then you start noticing things. And I take it you obviously don't play because you don't watch no. it. Like, Alshon Jeffrey is the type of dude that, if you you were taking this guy in the second or third round, and by week five or six, you're debating, forget whether you're going to start well, him. Well, are you going to cut him? You know? But <laughs> it wasn't like that in Chicago. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. So you're like, this is the guy who was eating with Jay Cutler. You're thinking he gets now to a more productive situation. They got Torrey Smith stretching the field. Wentz is throwing the ball, and you're expecting big. It was nothing to look and see Wentz throw the ball 30, 40 times, and Brandon Marshall, I mean, and, uh, and uh, Alshon still have two catches for 17 yards. But like I said, I mean, you don't know what, what his targets are. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that comes down to it, too. Because I'll tell you what. Listen, uh, I remember Ocho Cinco, uh, Chad Johnson, right? He came to the Patriots. Oh, man. Listen, I mean, he was still he was still good. Were you there when he was there? Yeah, I was there when he was there. And he was still good, but he wasn't getting, he just wasn't getting no targets. Why, do, why was I, that? I, I don't know. I ain't, he got you know, to the point where he wasn't even playing. Right, no, he wasn't. Right. He wasn't yeah, playing he, at all. Yeah, he wasn't playing at all. But I, listen, I've Did seen he him. still look like Ocho Cinco in practice? In, in practice, he still looked like it to me. And in games, I've seen him turning receivers, I mean, corners around still. You know, but, I mean, he just wasn't getting targeted, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, again, I, I've never played offense, so I don't know, you know, how it goes in, you know, uh, 
game plan. I mean, I, I but I know people be having plays for him. Yeah, and stuff you, you, like that. you have you have uh, but uh, I yeah, I don't plays. think he, he he may not have had that. You know what I mean? I can tell so, you, we talking about Ocho Cinco. Yeah. I don't think he knew what he was doing. And that was a rumor. That was a rumor about. Go ahead. No, that was a rumor. I mean, but I, again, I don't talk about all that stuff. I don't. I can get watch into games. Offense. I can watch games, mm -hmm. and I know one thing that being in a Paul Hackett offense for four years, backing up Curtis Martin, and I know uh, being in the North Turner offense, regardless of what our record was, mm -hmm. and also knowing that being in, in New England Patriots Josh. and being and and going to Denver with Josh McDaniels. On a professional level, we ain't got time to be telling you where to what line up, what to do, yeah, exactly. how to. We ain't got time That's for that, everywhere. bro. We got yeah. boom, that's and that's what makes the Patriots so good is look we can care less about your talent mm -hmm. if you're talented but we can't trust that you're going to know what to do you're going to slow us down. Mm -hmm. Tom needs to look at the yeah. defense so and he can dissect the defense, right. not have to look over here and make sure you lined up properly. You got to get off of the ball and because now you don't know where to line up, I got a question if you even know what route <laughs> right. to go. So, and so I might so 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 Tom may not have you know trusted him to say hey man I'm a, I'm gonna go to. You know, um, Chad. Right. But the crazy thing about it is when he first got there, I remember uh, Brady um, telling me, he was like, man, I'm going to throw Chad comebacks all day. I mean, this was during training camp because he was like, man, I mean, he he, he <coughs> won the best comebacks every team I was on. They was like, they talk about his routes. His routes. You know, every team that I've been on, people asking me, you because know, I played against him, you know, um, twice a year when, yeah, Browns, yeah, when right. I was with the Browns. Um, but that's all people ask about. And Tom said it in training camp. He was like, "Man, if we got a call back, a comeback call to him, I'm throwing him the ball." Because I mean, and then it just never happened. Yeah, but I, I guess again, you can't do it if, if you can't trust them. If you can't again, you can't like you talking about lined up and all that stuff. Then I mean, Tom, because it, it, it's it's a machine. It's a, it's machine. A, it's a machine. So if, if you if you off by a little bit, uh, listen, Tom, Tom. Will get in your ass, and he, he gonna be let pissed you off, know. and he gonna let you know. He will let you know. Well, I seen it in '07 when we played in Cleveland. That's the first time I ever played against Brady, but I seen it um, playing against him. Just the the respect. I mean, just the demand that he had from his offensive line to the receivers and the running backs. I mean, I was like, damn, mm -hmm. this this dude's a real deal. So when you're out there defensively and you're playing against Tom Brady. You can look at that and be like, "This, this is everything." Yeah, I mean, because just of how he was just telling, you know, just demanding, just. But how about that everything. versus playing against Peyton Manning? Um, it was it was the same, same thing, thing, but 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 Tom just had that fire. Like Manning, just to me, he he never had that like he's a the outward. He's a right, snob. The, <laughs> <laughs> he's a snob. He just didn't have that that that. I don't know, swag, it's, I guess, yeah, to it, me. With Brady, you look at Brady like, yo, I can respect that guy. <laughs> with, with with this guy, who, you know, not the best athlete in the world, but just seems like he's pretty much a snob. You're like, I'd rather play for Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, no, again, because Brady got that swag. I mean, I, shoot, I, I would have played with both of them. I played both of them. Right, yeah, right. But, but, I mean, but that was just the difference. I mean, because um, Peyton still, I mean, he, he had it run like a machine, obviously, because what he did was come up to the line and, you know, he looking at the defense, hey, calling out everything, and then now let's go. You know, um, but Tom is, is a little different, but um, they both, you know, kind of demanded a lot out of the players. But, again, Tom a little more outwardly than I saw, and Peyton just maybe just, just because of just the respect that maybe, you know, they just had amongst, um, you know, them. In, in the, the locker room, would you say Tom was one of the guys or – yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, he 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 joked and talked trash, and you know, every, I mean, he he was one of the guys, man. One of the guys, hundred percent. Like he wasn't standoffish. 
Um, it wasn't like you couldn't go up and couldn't talk to him. Right, right, could, yeah, we yeah. couldn't approach him. I mean, he, did you have any of that in Philly? Anybody? None. You, None. you didn't feel that? Good? And I was on a team full of vets. McNabb like, was one of the guys? Mm hmm. Yes. I really? was on a team. When I, I remember once, a once upon a time, we used to all go to Terrell Owens' house, Donovan included. Um, never, really? never experienced any of that. Okay. Any of it. I mean, but think about the vets John Runyon, Trey Thomas. Right. Westbrook, Westbrook, Buckhart, right, John Ritchie, right, you know, Dorsey. We had a bunch of vets. Getting back on the onto the Super Bowl, Gronk. Mm -hmm. What do you do with Gronk? If you're a defensive coordinator, you're a defensive mind. What What do you do with Gronk? What do you put on Gronk? You're what? a quarterback. Do you want that assignment? Yeah, of course I do. Really? Yeah, I do. Um, you can't ask a yeah. defensive player, does he want the assignment? But, but one, one thing about me, I, I, I was a huge. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm a big corner, right? But so big guys like that, it's easy to, you know what I mean? But the one thing, um, I, I talk about this all the time, too. Uh, it was one time in training camp, uh, Gronk was on the outside. Like, you know, I jammed him up, just ran with him, and Tom threw it. And so, so I turned and looked. I mean, Gronk is right on my back. I turned and looked, and I, I try to catch it like this. Because it was just coming right to me. Gronk jumped over like me, and we both had it, and and he wasn't letting go. So, to be honest, uh, in a, in a real game situation, they probably would have gave him that catch. Mm -hmm. But me and Chung, like we didn't stop. Chung came over, and he we didn't stop until we we got it out of his hands. But I mean, he's just a, a you know an, an animal. But I, I would still, to me, I would love that um, assignment. To me, a lot of teams don't do it, but I would have. Um, might have done it if Gronk was getting, you know, kind of out of hand. Is is put my best corner on him, um, but but teams don't like to do that. No, it's, I would do it. This is this is what this is what Belichick do. Belichick, he don't he'll put he'll double your yep. guy and and your other guys. I I'll, I'll bet on them beating me. Right, you ain't gonna keep beating me with your best <laughs> guy. Yeah, like you, 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 you're, you're just not gonna do it. So, right. so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to make an adjustment, whether I want to or not. As a defensive coordinator, I I would do it. It's only one time that that didn't work, and that was the last Super Bowl that these guys faced. They they could not stop. Who, they just couldn't stop Julio. No, no, they couldn't stop Julio. Uh huh. And 2004, they couldn't stop Terrell. Right. No, they, they, it doesn't they, matter who you double double them with. Well, right? I mean. But some you can't always double them. So on them, yeah. So on them plays, you know, maybe we played zone, and yeah, they they gonna get open, right? But I mean, and a lot of times it comes down to you know crunch time, like certain plays where you gotta have it. Mm -hmm. Third down, you know, certain situations, it's like I gotta call this defense and I, I gotta stop your guy because he, he somebody else gotta make the play. Is, you, is what I'm saying. You can't. When I'm looking at how do you stop Gronk, and it's crazy just being at the NFLPA, just listening to guys like Dexter Jackson talking and, and Darius Thomas, and <clears throat> you have to jam Gronk. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't give Gronk a free release. Mm -hmm. If right. you give Gronk a free release, no depending on what the route combination is, all he's going to do is shield your body, and he's receiving passes from arguably yeah. the most accurate passer in the game. Mm -hmm. So you you have to you 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 have to you, you have to jam the timing. Yeah. Secondly, if you want to play man to man, what happens when they put Gronk in at the tight end spot? Mm -hmm. Are you going to take your best cornerback and bring him in the box because now all the Patriots want to do is just run, run the ball, run the ball, right, right. So uh, so when you look at how do you stop Gronk, 
I think that you put a linebacker or you put a defensive end to his side and you beat Grunk up. You don't give him a free release. You force Brady to make Grunk his third option. Right. You don't let Brady have Grunk be his first option where he gets a chance to look you off, manipulate the defense, give Grunk time to work, and then he's dumping the ball on him. Mm -hmm. Now, the only problem with double-teaming Grunk is now – what are you going to do with those slot guys running, 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 running pivots and, and running juice routes and doing all these things? Drive, so now your know. only other option now is now you blitz. Mm -hmm. Now you want to blitz a quarterback who is known to torch the hell out of defenses when you blitz him. And there's no blitz that you can bring that he has not seen already. Yeah, but he hasn't seen Fletcher Cox either. It doesn't. I mean, he, you say he hasn't seen Fletcher Cox. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, he's played. I mean, look, he's played <laughs> against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I get that. He's dude. played against everybody. There's nobody on those defenses that are Fletcher Cox. Okay, but he's played against people. Played against from Sue twice a year. Right? I mean, he played against Sue Cravens twice a year. So Fletcher Cox is is, is a nobody Sue when you're Craven. playing against Sue Cravens. Donald Donald Please don't say that. So who so who is Cox? <laughs> now, granted, you got Long out there, mm -hmm. and you have Cox. You have but here's the thing about it. Is the Patriots know what Long's weaknesses are? Where do you want to take Long knowing what the Patriots are going to do, or the Patriots knowing what Long's strengths and weaknesses yeah, are? Long, Long is situational. I mean, we all know it's Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham's on that side. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, I get what you're saying. The, the 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 thing that Belichick has done better than anybody is is that he has every tool accessible to him mm -hmm. with his collection of players yeah. now. We might look at Le'Veon Bell and say, man, this guy can catch, he can run, he can run into tackles, he can run outside. And you'll say, you don't have a Le'Veon Bell. say, no, but I got a guy who can catch. <laughs> I got a guy who can run. Yeah. <laughs> I got a guy who can brute. You know what I'm saying? So, and I don't have to worry about one person getting hurt. You know what I mean? So they'll say, you know, I have to have a bruiser back. Well, I'll get LeGarrette Blunt, who's as good as a bruiser back as anybody else. Oh, Le'Veon can catch. Oh, I'll get Deion Lewis. He can catch just as good as anybody. In there. And then, you know, oh, you know, I had this one receiver who can do everything. Well, Brett just says, I'll get one fast receiver, mm -hmm. one big receiver, mm -hmm. and, one, and a whole bunch of underneath right. receivers. Right. right? And so now all your chips, one, are all your eggs aren't in one basket. So it's not, oh, my God, Antonio Brown got hurt. That's our whole offense. He was like, no, we have a speedster. And if the speedster goes down, we get another speedster. You know, and if, we, if one of our big guys go down, we get another big guy. You know, and, and that's just what he, I mean, when he had Gronk, he went out and he it's got so, Bennett to back him up. There's only one player on that team that's irreplaceable. We know this. And, that's, and, and, and the thing is, before last year, I would have said two, because I would have said Brady or Gronk. Oh, right. But Gronk went down and they won a Super Bowl without But him. see, and, and so that, that goes um, back to just what Belichick has done of, of building the team. Because like you said, I mean, I mean, Edelman goes down. I mean, he was a hundred, you know, uh, catch receiver. I mean, and they still in the Super Bowl right mm -hmm. now. Like you said, Gronk go down. I mean, and and that's what makes it so difficult for a defense, right, to to really stop them. Because if you do want to stop one guy, you still got another guy that can beat your, you know, best guy. You know what I mean? So you just can't match up really well. You know, like you say, you got you got the guys underneath. You got Cooks, you know, um, with the speed. You got Gronk. You got your running backs coming out of the backfield. I mean, it's just so many weapons that they have. And then you got a good offensive coordinator. Like, okay, Gronk's down. Here's here's some plays that we can go to here that you know that we know. Um, will um, be good against this defense. And then now he, he puts those players in, in good positions, and, and now your offense is still clicking. It's not lagging because of your best guy being down. What do you guys say to the argument? Because uh, DeMar Johnson was one of the hosts on this show, and he's an avid Peyton Manning, thinks he's got right? And, and as a result, he thinks Tom Brady is the most overrated thing ever. So what do you say to a guy like that who says that Tom Brady gets to play in the Belichick and that 
if you put anybody in Belichick's offense, he's going to be great. What do you take about that on on Brady? Say, look at Jacoby Brissett. Look at, and that's what he'll say that they won. He won a game or two with them, a game or two. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? What do you think about like what will happen after Brady leaves? Uh, Belichick leaves. You think so? Yes. I mean, I I think they they'll if if Belichick doesn't leave. I mean, I think they'll still be successful. Obviously, Super Bowl successful. Um, no. I mean, they they would they would need a quarterback. They they got rid of the quarterback that they thought. Could that he be, wanted the groom for right. That he wanted the groom to be, Brady. you know, Brady. But I, yeah. now you gotta go out and find. I'm with you on that. But I think that if if Brady leaves and Belichick remains, Coach Belichick will build this team completely different. I think this team will be built different. This team is built by having Tom so, Brady as my quarterback, and I'm going to plug in everybody else, and everybody else is going to do their job. I think what you're going to see is without a Tom Brady, I think you're going to see a better wide receiver. I think you're going to see more dominant defensive players on, on the roster. Right now, it's all about Tom Brady. Yeah. The thing that separates New England Patriots from everybody else is, is this is what I got when I was there. Regardless of if you're the starter or third string, if you're part of that 53-man roster, you matter. Mm-hmm. You're relevant. You're make a dip right because now. you know that the guy ahead of me is one mistake away from possibly being cut. So we're at bench. One fumble away from like you no longer have a job. So people wonder why, okay, well, the Patriots, they seem to be great at handling situational football because every day from the time that you sign that contract, you are under situational football pressure. You show up late for you saw what happened. The boy uh 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 Dion showed up and missed missed the meeting. And didn't, even play, you know, didn't even play. Yeah. You know, who was the running back that had that monster game? With yeah, four no, touchdowns. It was great. His last name was great. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Four yeah. touchdowns and on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Missed, showed up late. Showed, showed up late. Showed up, and he was out of there. He was done. Whereas now, now, if you talk about from where I'm here from Philly, it ain't going to be that way. You can you could be wherever you are, and if you're a good player, you show up late. Yeah, you may get a little bit. That's, no, no. that's the yeah, Bengals yeah, way, man. Depending on who you are. Don't worry about that arrest. <laughs> don't, don't worry about but that. That's not, but that's not what. Unsportsmanlike conduct comes to the game. Don't system. worry about in it. other places, you can buck the system depending who you are. Mm-hmm. Whereas in New England, you can buck the system and you may find yourself out of the National Football League. Where, yeah, and yeah. as a player, and as a player, when you're playing on a team where I'm saying, okay, I may be backing you up and he may be backing me up but i know that we are all important because all of us are one mistake away from being out of the door so you always have that sense of urgency and the fact that you're playing in a system that has already been proven since 2001 that it is the most winningest system in the history in my opinion of the national football league no other team has displayed dominance from 2001 all the way to 2017, there has never been a team in the history of the National Football League where year after year coming in, the only reason that you don't have them as a team playing in the Super Bowl if you don't have them as a favorite is because of your hatred on the way that they go about doing things. And you've experienced it, and I've said this. Oh, yeah. Coach Belichick is hilarious. Yeah, and a lot of people What you know. get in right. the media and it's what different. we get to see as players is totally different. And so when you have a coach, I just everybody from the outside, we picture you picture New England 
locker so, locker room looking like you like everybody's constantly in the principal's office. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everybody just read the playbook. It's a normal. It's like you either read the Bible or the playbook. Like those are only two. And the playbook first, Bible second. Like that's how I picture New England's locker room with like the, no laughing. You laughing? Like what? Was, so no, like, and, and Bill will have you joking and laughing in the meeting room. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but that's just. But he again, like you talk about. Um, he, he makes sure everybody is on the same accord. He'll let you know what the media gonna ask, what you gonna say, this and that. I mean, what so so say? so so nobody is just so, so, so nobody is that. is just. This different. is what you're gonna say. Yeah, I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> this, this how I'll right. never forget <laughs> my first my first when when I signed doing uh doing doing training camp. So I came in the middle of training camp, and they were already at practice. I had my meeting, and this is where I knew something different was on me. Because Coach Belichick came up to me and we was talking, walking out to practice together. And he said, you know, well, this is how we handle things with the media. This, that, and the third, yada, yada, yada. And I almost said, you know, oh, Coach, I'm good. I got the media. But something said, nah. <laughs> you just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> this is different. You're going to keep your mouth shut. And so you know what I did? I kept my mouth shut. And, and what he was saying to me was already how I was going to handle the media. Anyway, but what Coach Belichick does is he, tell you, he tells you exactly how they do things. And you're either going to fall in line or you're not. not. You're not getting that at a, a, at a bunch of different other places. Right. Where the reason that he, I believe that he is the way he is with the media is because the media has proven over the years to be very irresponsible with the access that they're given to mm -hmm. professional mm -hmm. athletes. And they create and create stuff. Absolutely. And they create in the locker stuff. rooms to, to divide. You to know? divide your locker room. Right. So if, you have a, if you're in New England where you're doing things completely different from everybody else, you look at some of these oh, rosters. I got a totally you, different perspective you, on you, this. You, you look at you look at some of these rosters, and you say to yourself, "Oh, this team is going to be favored to win." Look at all the athletes they have, and what happens when when pressure comes, when crunch mm -hmm. time comes? You see these same athletes, these same teams fall oh. apart. You don't see that with New England because of the way Coach Belichick runs things. So when he when when Lee is talking about how well, this is how we handle things in the media. Yeah, you're darn right. <laughs> I guarantee you know. I, 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 I think we all in here have kids. I'm pretty sure if you told your child. That I want right. you in the house at a certain time, right. and you're not in this house at a certain time. There's so going to be some consequences mm -hmm. and, and concussions. Right. Forget repercussions. There's going to be some consequences and some concussions. Right. Well, it's the same thing with, with, with New England. Yes, this guy may be better than you with this, but when we put you in the game, this is what we're expecting from you. So, yeah, I may not be as fast as Lawrence Maroney. But the question is, is did you take the right footsteps? Mm -hmm. Did you hit the hole properly? Mm -hmm. Did you hold on to the ball? Did you read it out properly? Because no matter how fast or how big you are, if you can't do your job, do your job. if you can't do your job, guess what? You cannot survive here. And that's why the New England Patriots, year in and year out, where you see them plug in guys who may not be the most athletic, but they're the most dependable, they're the most durable, and they're the most coachable. Totally different. From what, your experience? Yeah, totally different. First of all, um, when Michael Vick was coming back into the league, right? Mm -hmm. I said it's only two teams that he can go to. It's the New England Patriots or the Philadelphia Eagles. Those are the only two teams he can go to. Because those are the teams that are strong enough to, at the top mm -hmm. to be able to take on what was coming behind them. Okay? I knew it. I'm not sure, Thank you. <laughs> um, the Philadelphia Eagles are built soundly um, from a structural standpoint. Um, 
However, the the business is run a little differently. Okay? Because because nine times out of ten, in that locker room, you have a lot of veterans. You got your Malcolm Jenkins, you got your Chris Longs, you got, you know, even um who did I just who's the guy I just mentioned? Um Cox. Vet. You got some some veterans. So that locker room is sound, it's intact. They really rely on the inmates to run each other. Okay? However, when they bring in talent, it's not that idea of, look, if you can't get it done, we're going to get rid of you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? They're going to give you chance every chance to hang yourself. <laughs> right. Because the way Jeffrey Lord looks at it, look, if I draft you at one through three, I'm making a sizable investment in you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to get my money. <laughs> you're going to be here for at least three years, unless you're just a complete <laughs> bust. So like he said, he's playing in a locker room, and it might be Maroney, it might be Falk, it might be... And he think at any given second, like, yo, if he puts that ball on the ground, I'm in there. You're out there in Philadelphia behind Westbrook. You're like, he can put the ball on the ground five times in a row. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not getting in the game. Right? So that's just the whole different situation. Like, anything short of him getting hit by a truck, whole, whole I'm not getting in. Whole, and, and, and I'm going to take it a step further. Like, I was there when I was my second year in the league, they drafted Ryan Motes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Ryan Motes. And you remember Ryan Motes. We had Ryan Motes. We had Reno Mahe. Okay? It were times that myself, Buck, and, and, and Westbrook be sitting down taking a knee like, what the hell are they doing here? <laughs> they don't belong here. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure you guys have been on other teams where you're like, dude, how did you last this long? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to give you every opportunity if they make an investment in you. Right. One, th- one through three, you're, you're safe. Mm-hmm. You, you have at least a year or two. Uh, to to progress, but year three you better be coming around, right? Because if not, that's when we're getting rid of. And that is certainly you not look the Patriots at way. that's almost the opposite. Yeah, yeah. you look at Reggie Brown. Reggie Brown was a receiver out of Georgia, mm-hmm. had a, a great rookie year, and they gave him money. <laughs> Ain't last long. <laughs> they gave him every opportunity, didn't last long. You understand? Lamar Gordon. Now, I don't know if you remember Lamar mm-hmm. Gordon. Mm-hmm. They bought him in from Miami. Actually, traded for him. I ended up. Taking his spot, but they gave him a full season before they realized, you know what, we're gonna go we, something another direction. It's not it's not the same Patriot way, where look if you don't know where to line up, just have a seat back here. Matter of fact, and then it don't matter who you are. Then it doesn't exactly you are. with with Philly it matters. All right, so as we wind down and get out of here, give me what you see happening in this game. Honestly. Um, I see it. I see it being close early. I see it being close early. However, um, I see the Patriots actually winning the game in the end. Um, when it all boils down to it, uh, I think they they do. Like I said, they're the best team at staying the course. It's been proven. Like this system, it doesn't it doesn't fail them, and they have done a great job in, at being prepared. For any given situation that may come their way, anything. It's like Bill Belichick's a daggone genie ball, you know. But it's the truth. They're always prepared. Like it's rarely that you catch them in the Kansas City game in the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Like all the stars align that game. Right. It's rare that you get that. But on the biggest stage, they always show up. 
I look at it like this. Either the Eagles are going to get out to an early lead, and I think you have to take advantage of the fact that I think in the last Super Bowls that the Patriots have played in, that I think they didn't score first, either was it the first drive or first quarter touchdown. If you're the Eagles, you have to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. I see this game either going where the Eagles get up early and the Patriots consistently make this a close game, but the Eagles find a way to hold off the Patriots. Or I see this as a game where the Eagles have opportunity after opportunity to try and put the Patriots away. They don't, and they lose the game in, in, in a close game. I'm sorry, I don't mean because one thing we haven't talked about, special teams. <laughs> If special teams are going to be huge. That's that's all. That's it. Yeah. Special teams are going to be huge. Special teams, field position, it's going to be. Eagles got a rookie kicker, and so, so he's been good though. He's been, no, he's been, he's great, been really good. Yeah, he's he, he's been he's, great. I mean, I think he's, 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 he's in one job for next year. And here's one other thing. And, and I'm sorry, the immediate no, no, league. If I'm the Patriots and I'm looking at this game, or just all four of us, we're sitting here looking at this game. I say to myself. The Patriots just played against a better defense than they're going to face in the Super Bowl. I agree. I, last two weeks in a row. The well, maybe not the Titans, uh, thing, but the, Jack and the Jaguars. Jaguars-wise, I'm talking Secondary about, is better. I'm talking about, Jaguars, I'm, I'm, hold on, I'm talking about Jaguars' defense right. is a better defense than the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Jaguars have better man-to-man -man corners than the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely. I think the Jaguars' front four is more savage than the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that the Jaguars' linebackers are better than the Philadelphia they Eagles' are. linebackers. They are. Now, here's the flip side. The Philadelphia Eagles' offense, offense is, is playing right. against a worse defense, defense than what they just faced. All right? So when you're and looking then, at those, look at what they did to Minnesota. Yeah, I say you say you look at what they did to Minnesota, but you're also saying you got to look at Casey Keenan was at quarterback versus you have Tom Brady at quarterback. But let's not let's not forget what they've seen running back wise. They've just seen uh, Henry, monster Henry, with no mixing in DeMarco <laughs> Murray, like just a cold beast, mm -hmm. like Gronkowski is a running back mm -hmm. type Murray, mm -hmm. and then Leonard Fournette. Back-to-back right. -back weeks, and they held them both in check. The week before, Henry had, what do you have, some ridiculous, some ridiculous amount of amount, game, yeah. and then he came in against the Patriots and did nothing. Fournette, I don't want to say he did nothing, but he got like 25 carries for like 70 yards, okay, right. which is held in check, you, you know what I mean? So I think after you face those two guys, I don't nobody on the Eagles running backs are as good as them. Yeah, but they also use all of their running yeah, backs they do. like the Patriots. They do. Yeah, but here's the difference between what the Patriots do. The Patriots will use all of their running backs and still run the same exact plays. Yeah. You can't put a running back in and no. say and say, okay, well, he's a big back, so, so this that means is all they're they do. No, 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 no. Right. Whereas the Eagles, when the Eagles put a guy in, you know that's that when the, Garrett Blunt, right. when the Garrett Blunt is in, I know he's runs. Doing. Right. I know when Joseph Adar comes in right. from the time that he's been there, he's I know that they're going to run screens with him. And 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 they're just that's two different backs. That's not true. Each back in the field, in that in that system is interchangeable. They all can do the work, the same thing. No, but he's saying, uh, not saying that they can't. But do they do the Eagles do that? I've watched. Do they put I've watched. Them, I've again, because I, 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 I don't know the route the, out the backfield as Clement. But it's the only person that's not running the back. Is, I get what you're saying. That's what I was about to say. So, so, like, when I was with New England, we had Kevin Falk, who was out third down back. All right, small guy. We had Lawrence Maroney. Who had had a little bit of had a little bit of height to him, but he had speed. And then you had Sammy Morris, and you had myself. Sammy Morris and myself were the same type of backs. All right, big backs with speed can catch the ball off the backfield, can do pretty much everything. All right, it wasn't a situation where hey, well Kevin Falk is in now, so they're not running inside zone. 
Kevin Falk is in, so they're not going to put him behind the ball. Kevin Falk is in, so you know we don't have to worry about him doing this. Okay, well, well, Lamar Jordan is in the game now, so when they put him in, they only do this. You don't get that with the Patriots, whereas you definitely get that from every other team in the National Football League. And so from that advantage, if you're the New England Patriots coming in, and you know this playing on defense, of course, Belichick, he's already going to know that. Mm -hmm. When this guy is in the game, this is what he does. Here's what he does. These are the plays that they run. Uh, this is the secondary plays that they run, yeah. and you got to watch out for this. Right. So coming into the game, I always tell the story when we played Buffalo. I don't know if y'all remember uh, in 2008, it was a game where the field goal kicker kicked the field goal and the ball darn near went to the sideline. Mm -hmm. right. All right, We had three different game plans coming into that game because the weather forecast called for three different forecasts. That's how the Patriots prepare. Just like Lee said, you know, he came down, came in at halftime and said, hey, we're going to switch this. Y'all remember we did this? We may not have did this since training right, camp. Right, since training camp. But he, he asked you, hey, you know, you, you remember how to do this? Yeah. You remember how to do this? Those <laughs> Friday meetings right. where coach comes in and tells you to clear your desk and he asks you questions, I remember what it was like. You mm -hmm. did not want to be the person in your not, group right, who did not, not answer the question right. properly. You don't have that same pressure when you come from other teams. We've already said it. Over here, hey, I said in a meeting where a guy didn't know what he was doing, such and such, you're starting. <laughs> and and again, and, and you think about just that and those pressures, that's why in these pressure situations, a lot of these teams kind of buckle, even the coaches, to, from coaches to the players, because again, they, you're put in those positions in meeting rooms, like mm -hmm. just regular days, Wednesdays, mm -hmm. you know, Thursdays, Fridays, you know what I mean? So that's why it's, it's tough to, to beat a New England Patriot team. I mean, that's, so what do you see happening? So, um, you know, obviously it it can go either way because you're still playing with professionals, and you know what you don't what you don't account for. I mean, like you look at the Eagles and the Falcons, right? I just remember one play where if that dude doesn't uh, the interception doesn't bounce off, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the Falcons probably would win. You know, so you don't account for. Uh, look at look at the Saints and right the Minnesota. Saints in Minnesota. Minnesota had right, so 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 sometimes right. and, and you look at those Super Bowls with the Giants. I mean, sometimes you know some of these plays you don't account for. Right, right, and so if you keep it close and you know these things anything happen, anything can happen. Right, but if I had to bet my money, right, <laughs> right, um, I I think the Patriots would beat them, um, more than a touchdown. I I I would say well. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I, I would say, I would say a touchdown or more, just because. Um, again, I, I don't necessarily know if Philly um, has that. You know, they haven't been in this situation. Like I wouldn't. Um, I don't think anybody would be surprised if Nick Foles was deers and headlights. Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't surprise. But again, it wouldn't, he, he, it wouldn't surprise me. But he I'm has. Not saying it is going to happen. But right. it wouldn't. I wouldn't be like I didn't see that coming. Right. But he has experience. So like you said, right. that's that's why you you think you know. It won't I think, happen. I think golf would have the more deers and headlights than Wentz. Wentz, Wentz. You mean? yes, yeah, Wentz yes. would have more deers yes. and headlights than Nick Foles. Nick Foles has actually been through the gamut. Of being I, an NFL I, I agree, and I, and he's I been to the before. top, right. been to the Pro Bowl, he's been to the bottom. Cut. Yeah, you don't understand what I'm saying. So, I think you get more deer and headlights, and we'd be in a better, in a worse off situation with Carson. Did I not say that earlier in the year? I said that. I agree. With I, 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 said I, that. I, I disagree with this from this standpoint. Because both of us had Philadelphia losing, regardless of who they played in the first round. We both thought that Philadelphia I am not, I'm, I'm, yeah. You know how you always say the term uh, Matty Ice? Mm -hmm. I, I would give Carson Ice that term. Because here's what Carson Wentz brings to the table that I don't think Nick Foles brings to the table. 
Carson Wentz can make plays with his mobility. He's, right. he's shown an ability. The reason the Philadelphia Eagles are where they are right mm -hmm. now is because of Carl, it's because of Wentz. No different than when Brady went out, we had that 11-5 season. Although he got uh, hurt the first game Castle, of the season, because of what he was able to do as a leader, everybody bought in. So I think that in this situation, I think that Wentz would be better off because Nick Foles is not going to make plays with his. <coughs> not at all. Wentz, if he gets and a deer in the head, if he gets a deer in the headlights, yeah, look, he's been it. doing it all season long. I'm tucking and I'm running. Nick Foles, I mean, I've been been out there in L.A. listening to some guys who have some insight. Nick, he was nervous before the game. Before the Rams game? He, no, before this last period? game. Oh, oh, this he last has game. to be calmed down before the game. Right, and so now this magnitude, I mean, this is so the Super Bowl. Now this Super Bowl, whereas, whereas Wentz, he played the whole season like he didn't like yeah, he yeah. played the season like he's been in the league for Forever. seven eight years exactly regardless of what the situation was Nick that Foles you threw his way playing for a job and some money right now he's right? playing for a job and yeah, he's playing for some money some and, the last, and, and the last time he got paid I mean that's why he's the backup right now for mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles because he couldn't handle it as a starter so this is his second time, second around. time around this is second time around. Um, I think that as an organization, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are better off now than where they were at the time that he was there um, last with Chip, time. With Chip Kelly. Yeah. With, with oh. Chip Kelly. And, and, and to the credit of the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff, to the Philadelphia Eagles management, to be in this position where you're playing in the Super Bowl just a year or two removed from Chip Kelly pretty much coming in and just destroying everything. Right. A lot is to be said yeah. about that franchise. Look, that's why I said from the top – to the, the bottom, mm -hmm. they are structurally sound. The only time they veered off course is when Jeffrey said, "I want to do something different." Right? Okay, you know but what, what did he do? He forgot because you, you're right. Like we haven't even heard that name, Chip Kelly. Exactly. Yeah. And he definitely went in there and just gutted it, 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 right? But what started getting rid of people with nothing? What, did, nothing. what right. did Jeffrey Lurie do? He said, "You know what? That was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to what works." Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and and you see what happened. And they got uh, back. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, they gave Howie Roseman back his power. Right. Because he stripped is... him of it, and he let Howie go to work. That's why Howie's executive of the year. Chip just went out there and was giving players away. Which, because... Which one for Deshaun? Exactly. Right. You know, it's like, what you want for him? You have him, too. Like, this everybody. is not college football. <laughs> right. This is not fantasy for real. Right. right. Uh -huh. Like, you can't win just because your system. You do need some players. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely, absolutely. You do need some. So we got three New England, uh, and I guess I would just make the fourth one. And as I look at it, I mean, like, again, Lee, I agree with you that anything can happen and things aren't professional. So couldn't this Philadelphia, people ask me, does Philly have a chance? Yeah, yes. they're there. Yeah, yeah, they're there. If they're there, you yeah, got a chance, right? Chance. You know, they say 85% of life is showing up, right? So they're <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Well, last year, did you give the Patriots a chance? Because Atlanta's high-power offense... I, I just, I, I just I, thought it was a wrap. Well, uh, well, at, at the time it was like twenty-eight I, when to three. I sit, when I'm sitting there, like, twenty-eight three. I, I sit there like, but before the game, I mean, obviously, I'm Julio thinking, Jones, nobody's gonna cover him. Before the game, you're looking at this game. I'm I just feel like the Patriots are going to win. Before yeah. the game, you're looking at this game and you're saying to yourself, with all of the talent that, that Atlanta has, how do how the do Patriots, how do the Patriots stop them? And if you look at the time and how the Atlanta Falcons defense was playing, that yeah, defense that was defense rolling. Was playing really yeah. good too. That defense was rolling. So when you look at this game, if you're Philadelphia, you have to say to yourself, we the first quarter is the key. The first quarter of the game is the key. If we come out and we let Tom Brady drive down the field on us and break that streak of, of, of no first quarter touchdowns, we may be in for a long, long game. game. But if we come out there and we, can, and, and, and we talked about special teams, Field position is going to be critical, all right? Yes, because of, your punter is going to play a, a critical role in this game with regards to changing field position, especially when you're looking at that first quarter. Mm -hmm. For me, what that score is at the end of the first quarter is going to say a lot. 
If the Eagles are not up by at least 10 points by the end of the first quarter, I do not see them winning the game. Yeah, so like and, that. and, and that's that's what I was going to, you know, even just allude to just like that. I mean, because like we talked about, like I, I still feel like, again, one thing I can't just to go back. Tom Brady, that's why I can't bet against number 12. Yep. That's that's one thing I can't do. Yep. Even when they were talking about the, the defense, because I'm a defensive guy, and one thing I, I pride myself on is defense. And you know, defense wins championships. But against Tom, like I just can't bet against him. But now to go, um, just talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, and like you said, they got to jump out early. That's like one of their chances to, to win is jump out early. And then, but then not, Kind of, you know, take your foot, take off, your the foot off the uh, off the gas because Tom, I mean, you <laughs> do that and Tom could score ten points, you know, like in, 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 in no time. Fourteen and you know what? points. When 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 the Patriots were playing Jacksonville, and number one, they got that false start, uh, not false start, um, delayed game penalty, mm-hmm. which took them away from getting uh, right first down. Right. Okay, I said right then and there, this is the play that changed everything. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, when you're watching that Jacksonville game and they score, and they're, they're down 10, and then they're down 7. It almost, as you're watching that game at home, it feels like New England's up, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you're just watching the clock, you're like, okay, they score, then they're going to get the ball. Right, exactly. Gonna, like, you, yeah. it, it feels like they're up. You but know what I mean? Like, you're watching the game, like, who's up? Like, uh, I mean, well, like, <laughs> well, when I score, yeah. Jacksonville's up. But, yeah. This you know is about to happen. This is about to happen. Yeah, exactly. media, all, just say, Tom's about to do this, right. Tom's about to do that. Exactly. That's all everybody says. You've already seen the script. Right, and so so another thing, again, and to me what it comes down to, like y'all said too, is is coaching because it's not only just the players, right? It's these coaches that gotta put these players in position and not be afraid to, well, not even be afraid to do anything, but just play smart football. That's just it. it's just play smart football. Yeah. Like like uh, at Jacksonville with fifty five seconds left. To me, why you you why you nil? You you had the momentum. You had two timeouts. They just everybody runs a screen, a draw, right, something. That, that, see what happens. They, see what happens. You what didn't happens. even you. You left a minute on the on the clock right before the half, that, right? And, and you can't do that lock, against New England. You can't. You can't do that. I'm pissed off. That. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, if I'm if I'm if on you, Jacksonville, if you're on Jacksonville, you're yeah, pissed. Defense, if you're on the Patriots, you're like, you're like exactly. We got him. We got him. We got him. And if I'm Jacksonville and I'm Blake Bortles. What do we say? You don't leave Aaron Rodgers 55 seconds. Right. You don't leave Drew Brees Aaron Rodgers scores in less than 55 seconds. Tom Brady would have had that. Right. How many times we watch the game and you say, uh-oh, they left too much time. Too much time on the clock. That's a Jackson minute. Bills coach Who's said, two said time out? that's not enough time to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Let's just take it on that. I don't know how many times they had, but they had a timeout or two. But they didn't even try. They didn't even try. I feel you on that, but that's the difference between having a Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady in that situation and having a guy like Blake Bortles who... Yeah, you're basically saying we guy. don't have one. Like, but we don't even believe there's in no him. Se- there's no secret that they don't believe in no, Blake Bortles. It's not. The whole season, everybody's saying that if they had a better quarterback, right, they would yeah. be the right. team that's favorite. But exactly. Philly's not that team, though. Okay. Right, no, no. And, and that's what I said. But, that's why the, but the, the coaches, to me, have got to be smart. Right. Because, because um, you, again, look at Seattle. Their coaches, they weren't smart. For whatever re- decision it yeah. was, that's that not was, smart. That, that, was that wasn't smart. smart. Same thing with Atlanta. Right, it it wasn't smart I, either. I think with this coaching staff, um, especially with Jim Schwartz, with, uh, with um, Doug Peterson, these guys have coached a lot of football and they've been in that situation many times over as a player Doug Peterson and as a coach I think this is not that this is not that time right that I, we're going to see that right however and, I just feel like there's a there's so much more championship experience on that Patriot sideline 
Yeah. That's what's going to make the difference. That's, a, that, that's not taking anything away from Doug Peterson. Yeah. Because to date, he has made all the right moves. And to date, last year, as we were doing this, if we were doing this show, we'd be saying all that about Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, that to this point, mm-hmm. they've done everything exactly. right. They got all the like, talent. Like, they got offense, all defense, the everything. Or, they got offense, defense, special teams. Mm-hmm. They got two running backs. <laughs> three. I mean, they got everything. Yeah, they they got everything, had everything you wanted. And but here's the difference between Philly and Atlanta. And this is why I say at the end of the first quarter, mm-hmm. the Eagles have to be up by 10. All right? Atlanta, they had a party on their side. Mm-hmm. You have two players on the Eagles who were on the Patriots' sideline just last year so to know. watch what Tom Brady's able to do. The, the Atlanta Falcons didn't yeah, have yeah. that on their sideline. You have two players who were on the Patriots last year on the winning side of being down 28-3. to You have two players on the Eagles now who, like I said, they were on the Patriots. Now they're on the Eagles. Forget the coaches. These two players are going to be the key to to Philadelphia maintaining their composure, whether they're up or whether they're down, but especially when they're up. That's why I say 10 points at the end of the first quarter is critical. You have to take advantage of the Patriots' slow start. You have to believe that. So are you saying they they need 10 points to have a chance or 10 points to I think the best scenario for them to win is at the end of the first quarter. You have to have momentum and you have to be up by 10 points. And you have to, I think you're right, Lamont, in that I'm sure Blunt and Long, all week long, walking around the facilities, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. And if and enjoying the game, they're up 10. Guys, cut it out. Like, I'm there. I know what it's going to, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that they wouldn't allow. Them. Yeah, right. You know, I'm sure that they'll let them know, like, mm-mm. Until that class says double zero. Right. And so, so to me, four zero with, with 10 said. points in the first quarter, I mean, I, to me, that still don't even give them a chance. That's I, still I, too I, early. Yeah, exactly. But but what I'm saying, but, but uh, I get what you're saying, though. Uh, just, again, they, they need to have a fast this start to, to show a- them that they can have success versus them. And then now, it's like now you play smart football. Now you don't. You know, again, be the Jacksonville Jaguars and sit on stuff and just, you know, kind of just not play your game. Hope that the game ends. Hope that the game ends because that's not yeah. going to happen against If the it's a dog fight, the Patriots are winning. Mm-hmm. If, I, if anything, if it's a dog fight and you leave enough time on the clock for Tom Brady. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's it, like, if, if it's a close game, uh, I mean, I, obviously, I, I'm going to give the edge to, I'm gonna get to edge. the Patriots, exactly. obviously. Um, but again, I have I have the Patriots winning again by by one score. I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots put hands on them people. It is. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would not be surprised about it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's why I'm throwing <laughs> ten points out. That's because the, the Patriots have proven this in every Super Bowl that they have played. From the entire first quarter, they are a different team than they. When you get to the second quarter, they're a different team than they were in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. When you come out in the third quarter, they're a different team than they were the By entire the fourth first quarter, half. Whole... When you get to the fourth quarter, they are an entire different team than what you saw the entire game. And now the Patriots are into perfect mode. That's what they're in. Our back's up against and, the wall. And... We have to be perfect. That is the mode that they get into. So that's why I say you have to have 10 points to make it a close game. And let's, and let's be clear. Um... The Eagles' offense is not an offense that's going to keep Tom Brady off the field. It's not. That's why they're not. not, They may have won time uh, time of possession against Minnesota, but this ain't Minnesota. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to keep him off the field long enough for him not to make an impact in this game. That's not what their their offense is is predicated 
off of big explosive plays, chunk plays. Mm -hmm. Okay, whether even if they're not scoring, if they're kicking field goals with with their rookie kicker, or if they're scoring touchdowns, it's off of chunk plays. This this offense has to win the time of possession. Right. And and again, that, that's what that's why Jacksonville was so close and right there. Because in the first half, they won time of possession. They won a time and the field position. Mm -hmm. And then now that second half, the field position started to change. Um, and then that's that's what happened uh, in the second half. I mean, that's just like you talked about. I mean, you know, these are all just football, you know, things that that, that we know to, right, <laughs> that you need, that you know that it, it, it needs to happen to be able to win the the football game, uh, or to give yourself the best, the chance. best chance. Right. And, and to your point, uh, you know, Bruce, where they have to do the time possession thing. That, you know, they have to win the time of possession battle. You're asking a team in the Philadelphia Eagles now. What you're asking them to do is something. to is is something completely different, different than, than what they, they do, which falls right into the hands <laughs> of the New England Patriots. We're going to make you do what you're not used to doing in order to win the game. And what we're going to say is, you can't play a grade A game for four quarters against us. Another reason I say ten points is critical because we talked about the three-headed monster that you had in the backfield. All right, you talked about Peterson play calling. If you're not, if you're up by ten points, it leaves your playbook wide open. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can, you can take, you, you can run whatever you want. You can take more chances. The Patriots have to prepare more. Mm -hmm. But if you put yourself in a situation where, where, you have to pass. where you're where you're up by three, oh yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're up by four. A touchdown wins the game, or a touchdown gives the Patriots the lead. Then their defense forces you to right. punt. Now, now you next thing you know, right you're there. down by ten mm -hmm. points. What it does is the, the 10 points allows the Eagles to continue to run their offense. It gives them that cushion. Whereas if you let the Patriots get up on you and you become one-dimensional, where now it's okay, we're going to take your tight end away because he's your best guy. All right, we know that Torrey Smith, all he does is run vertical. He's not the best route runner, so we don't necessarily have to. We could just put our speed guy on him. Okay, uh, Jeffries, we need to make sure we put a guy on him that can go up because Physical, that right. is the advantage mm -hmm. that the Philadelphia Eagles have is that that boy Jeffries, he will go up for the ball. Right. All right. And then the other kid, Aguilar, whatever the case may yeah. be, for the Eagles, uh, if I'm looking at the Patriots and if there's a concern that I have for the Patriots because of the, the ability that the Eagles have, and if you're talking about the Eagles have to win the time of possession game, that means they're going to have to do what Andy Reid did. You're going to have to go to your screen game. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go to your misdirection, and you're going to have to go to your trick plays. In that event, what it comes down to now is the New England Patriots' ability to tackle. And that right there is a concern for me, is them tackling guys in the open field. Mm -hmm. That's something that I think that we have to look out for in the game. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm so adamant that at the end of this first quarter, the Philadelphia Eagles have to be up by 10 or – at the start of the second quarter, you have the ball getting ready to go up by mm -hmm. 10 because anything other than that, I don't see this Eagles defense uh, consistently right. stopping, stopping the Patriots' no. offense. Absolutely not. Hey, here's another thing. We'll be here all day. And we'll be here all day. Yeah. 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 Yo, I, I, this is what I said. Number one, I didn't have the Eagles being here, okay, because number I had the Saints going to Minnesota and winning, okay? If the Saints win this game, the Eagles, and, and be out the Eagles are out. Yeah. Because they'd be facing a mirror image of themselves, minus Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, and, and, and without uh, and, and, Drew Brees. And, and with Drew Brees. Brees. <laughs> and exactly. Drew Brees. If, if the Saints win this game, it's a wrap. I agree. Now, I, I, especially with the two-headed running, running back situations and all that. It's a wrap. So they, they, they really lucked up. And, you know, it's just, like I said, the stars are line. However, 
I, to your to your point, I agree with you. For them to have a chance, they have to be up on the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, n no question about it. I mean, to start the game off, because again, especially with it being a Super Bowl, um, again, nerves are going, um, and then having the Patriots be up seven points or ten points, and you're down ten. I mean, people being in that situation, I mean, they, I don't know if that they can come back from that. But uh, like you said, being up ten. Having your playbook now, we can we can kind of be free. We don't we don't feel uptight. We don't feel the pressure, you know, of of having a um. Not to mention, just press. Yeah, y'all been there before, right? You was just there last year, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Last year. Yeah. So it's, the year so, so so nothing is going to rattle. So nothing is going to rattle them really. Like I, I watched the um interview of of Butler, Malcolm Butler. He was like, man, he been in the league four years. He been in Super Bowl three, times, right? Three he times. It's, it's, you know what I mean? And so he only been in the league four times, but been in Super Bowl three. So it's, it's, it's nothing to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's nothing to him. But these, some of these other guys, I mean, I again, see. I've never been to the Super Bowl, but, you know, I mean, the pressure can get to some people. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so you just never know, you know, how they're going to respond. And to be able to be up and, you know, have some confidence in yourselves uh, being up in the first quarter and being able to stop them and to be able to score on them and just yeah, give yourself confidence. You right, you, now you got some swagger got now, some swagger. you know what I mean? But if, if early on it ain't looking too good for them, then yeah. it's going to be a long day. Right, right. This will, be, this will, in my opinion, this will be the worst defense that the Patriots have faced in the Super Bowl out of all their Super Bowl appearances. I think that Carolina defense was solid. If you look at that Rams defense at that time, that Rams defense was Patriots solid. Patriots wasn't in that. What? Yeah, they were. Not with Carolina. Yeah. Yes, they did. They yeah. did Carolina. No, that was, no, they weren't. That was, oh, you're talking about the original He's talking about the original He's talking about the Super Bowl. He's talking about the Super Bowl. He's talking about the Super Bowl. You look at that Rams team, I think that Rams team is better than the Eagles. You look at the Giants teams. You look at the Seahawks team. Well, I'm saying that this is going to be the worst defense that they face. This will be the worst defense in a Super Bowl that Tom Brady faces. Philly's defense was in the 04 was, was nice. This would be the worst. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worst, no, he, he's saying those other teams. The worst are, defense. And, and, and that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, it is the worst. absolute worst. They're not better than Seattle. He's not they're saying not that they're bad. bad. I'm not saying that they're, they're bad. bad. But he's what just I'm saying is they're some great defense. Right. They, they, they play some pretty good defense, great defense in, in the Super Bowl. Seattle right. twice. Seattle twice. You're talking about that Carolina defense. That defense last year was pretty. I think Peppers was on that defense. I mean, that defense in Carolina was solid. That defense in line was ridiculous. You look at that Rams defense, along with the greatest show on turf, this is the absolute worst defense. That the New England Patriots will face in in in, in but this their might, Super Bowl. This might be the absolutely worst offense that they have had in the Super Bowl too. I think the Giants was the worst offense. You think so? I yeah. think the Giants think was the Giants worst offense. offense. That, that Giants, that Giants, that Giants team was all about their defense ability mm -hmm. to get. And the Giants did what we're talking about yeah, here. They, they kept this. They, they got kept, after them. They got the entire game. Yeah, with four. Yeah, they, with four. With four. And again, that's what Jacksonville did in the first half. They got pressure with four and. You know, you can win a game like that, but they Jacksonville didn't do it in the second half. But again, the Giants—that's what you got to do in order to to have a chance. Again, you got to get that break. Clear, Jacksonville had the best chance ever. Ever? No, 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 no. I mean, they were in it. They were all the way in it. All the way. They were all the way in it, and it's because of again their defense, man. Their their front four. I mean, again, and it was because of mostly the first half is what you know. Have them in the game was right. was to be able to do that, but in the second half they didn't uh, mirror that. So, so that was, was Jacksonville. Jacksonville literally scored what uh, ten points. They scored they scored seven on defense. 
mm-hmm. because right. you know he got that with a uh, fumble for a uh, touchdown, and now they scored thirteen points on offense. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And that's something that we didn't talk about is when you talk about having the Philadelphia having a chance to win turnovers. Your defense has to generate turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and and it's I mean and that's tough. That's tough against you know uh, especially um, again if you don't get any pressure. I mean it's it's going to be tough to for Tom Brady to throw any any interceptions really. But now it's you know do you get a fumble here and there? I, yeah, I think the pressure is not going to be. I think they'll get pressure on Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but is it going to be consistent though? Again, be on his back all day. Right, and to, 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 to have him really, worried, you know, worried, worried about it. Let's right. look at the last game they play in. Was uh, Case Keenum on his back a lot? No. However, he was rushed. He was touched. Yeah. Right. He wasn't no, on his back. But, but no, so you, that's what you, you, you absolutely need that. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That You got to have that against Tom Brady. You got to yeah. have him worrying about if this rush is going to get there or not. But I have never seen a quarterback with greater pocket presence. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Ever. His pocket presence. His pocket presence. It's gotten better in the last two seasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's gotten significantly better in the last two seasons. Absolutely. We obviously could go all day. Yeah, we definitely (laughs) could go all day. But again, it's been a great show. I thank both of y'all, all three of you actually, especially uh, Bruce and Lee for coming by. It's been a great show. We got everybody's prediction. Um, Just now, I would just sit back and watch and wait for the game. I would be, uh, real quick before we get out of here, because we are based in D.C. and... This is a nonstop question. I'm sure you guys all know. But just real quick, with the Redskins with Kirk Cousins, keep them, sign them. What do you make of that whole ordeal? Man, again, I don't really know much about it. Um, but I would have to side with, man, Kirk has done – I mean, I, I guess he hasn't – I mean, you're looking for a quarterback, I guess, to take you over the top. He doesn't look like he's that guy. So then, I mean, are you going to start over or are you going to, you know, go get someone else? If you can go get somebody else in the free agency, I don't really know who's in free agency right now as quarterbacks or who, who's available. Him. Him. Right. So so then it's like, do you start over and, and rebuild and, and get a quarterback in the draft and, you know, maybe, um, you know, wait three years, two years? I don't, I don't know how long. Um, but he's he's consistent enough to, to you know, win you some games. But inconsistent enough to where, you know, you just don't know, you know, but that, and that's a lot of money. So um, it, it just depends on, I guess, the GM. If, if they want, if they're ready to move on, I mean, it ain't like, you know, he's he's somebody that you can take it or leave it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it either way. But I I would I would believe that, you know, the Redskins are probably if they go in the direction <laughs> of um, trying to, you know, start over, then obviously. Yeah, man, here, here's the thing, man. They paid him almost seventy five million dollars. And he's already pretty much set the market. Yeah. He set the market. At right. some point in time, um, you've got to dummy down that market. It's going to keep going up, right? Right. It's going to be like thirty million. Exactly. Next exactly. Right. Kirk Cousins is let go. Number one, because look at that team offensively; they have nothing. Right. Nothing. So you're going to pay this man a hundred million dollars, understanding. That you have nothing to build. Around. <laughs> right. Are you going to build around them with rookies? <laughs> right. Do, how much cap space do they have? Like, can they even go get free agents? Right. They let them go, and build through the draft because right now they are pretty much in rebuild mode. See, I I, I, I like your argument because it's not about Kirk. It's about no, his number. No. So it's like, is Kirk is Kirk good enough? Yeah, that's fine. He's not going to do it by himself, which is what you've been saying too. All it's like 
Kirk's fine. He's good enough. If right. everybody else, it, like, if you dropped him in Jacksonville, he'd be great. You mm-hmm. drafted him, yeah. it'd be great. But this isn't Jacksonville. There's right. no running back. There's no, you know, da da da. So it's like to your credit. I mean, if you're gonna give this dude those type of money, the only guys who deserve that is Aaron Rodgers. Makes that you give him that money right. because him alone makes you relevant. But Drew Brees right. alone makes right. you relevant. <laughs> He's already made it. Yeah. Yeah, no, yes. He's about getting like another 80. The rest could just seem like, man, come on. No, but what I'm saying is with that demand of money, he's possibly talking about being the highest paid quarterback ever. Ever. Yeah, and not producing seasons of 25 under your belt already. Yeah, and 25 million, absolutely. And my stance on this, and the more I think about it, and I've said this before, if I can part ways with Kirk Cousins, and I can give Alex Smith a last three or four deal for half of that. You go I'm Smith. taking Alex Smith. Yeah. I'm and, saying, and bye, Kirk Cousins. Right. You can go to Jacksonville when, and, and, and compete. You can go to Jacksonville, and you have to go through a, a Pittsburgh team, a Pittsburgh Steelers team that I think is going to be better now right. they have a new Absolutely. offensive coordinator. I never thought that Ben Roethlisberger liked the offensive yeah, coordinator exactly. out there. Yeah. You saw Pittsburgh's whole offense change since he, since he was there. So I think Pittsburgh is going to be better. Um, and you still have to compete with you still have to compete with um, with with the with the New England Patriots, and then you also got to look at the fact that we don't know how Deshaun Watson is going to come back next year. If he comes back and he's on the field, that Houston Texans team is instantly is instantly going to be better. So if 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 I'm the Redskins, give me Alex Smith for half of that, which gives me enough space to build my team around Alex Smith so that when Alex Smith is gone, that quarterback that I draft in year two of Alex Smith's contract, at the end of year four, I'm expecting that guy. Because you say building a draft, here's the question. Do we trust the Redskins organization no. to build? And, 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 I, and, I, and I, I, I don't trust the Redskins right. organization to do anything. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's and that's, that's the thing. thing. I'm gonna tell you what the problem. I'm gonna, what the problem will always be with the Washington Redskins is the same problem that plagues the Dallas Cowboys. The owner. James Snyder doesn't care about winning. He cares about selling them tickets. He yeah. cares about money. Jerry Jones don't care about winning. Care he about cares about filling up that Taj yeah. Mahal. That's all they care about. When you say drop Kirk Cousins in Jacksonville, I don't think he goes to Jacksonville. My dark horse team for the next three years is going to be the Cleveland Browns because they have the most equity. They're so dark, it's not even funny. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They are. However, you put Kirk Cousins with the Cleveland Browns with Hugh Jackson, who's supposed to be, quote, unquote, the quarterback. Whisper. And you've got, you're the youngest team in the league. Mm -hmm. Okay. you got Gordon. Yeah. And come on, <laughs> if I'm Kirk Cousins, do I want to leave one of the worst to go to? The worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. And, and we're talking about Cincinnati and Cleveland. When you talk about franchises, based on mm-hmm. especially things I heard about Cincinnati, yeah. those are by far the I'll worst, worst franchises. Yeah. And I'll tell you like this. If he, as soon as he even hears about the going to Cleveland, his phone starts ringing. RG3, wonder what he wants to tell me. Yeah. Don't do yeah, it. Don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, don't do it. That's what RG3 would tell if, me. If, if, if. He'd be like, I'm sure you don't trust me on much. Right. But it's, let me tell you, I've done what you've done. Don't do it. It's pretty simple, man. Organizationally, if you're sound up here, mm-hmm. you're going to be sound on yep. the 53rd man. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals, the Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys. Same team. Mm-hmm. All of these same teams that everyone expects great things out of, they're all dysfunctional here, and they're going to be dysfunctional there. Right. Now, I'll tell you, when I was in Cleveland, so um, we, we had a good season. My last season, we went 10-6, and six, missed the playoffs uh, by a game, right? So, but again, that with the uh, Randy Lerner was the owner, and 
you know, what he did was gave, I guess, the keys to, um, I forgot his name now, but the GM. That lawyer they hired? No, 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 it oh. wasn't the lawyer. It was, um, his name would come to me. But, um, I mean, but the coaching staff and what, Ray, the GM. Ray Horton? No, no, it was, uh, he came from Baltimore. Baltimore? Um, I forgot his name. But he, he gave them the keys, and, you know, they just weren't on the same page. But organizationally, you know, I think they kept it together and held it together um, for the most part because I don't know what it is now. Um, but it, it wasn't as bad, like, again, like a Detroit, you know. But, but now. Yeah, how do you botch a trade for A.J. McCarron? Right. Trade that like, like the, how does that like, happen? Right. That's like, like two, that's twice that's in like the last like, two or three that doesn't even happen. At, like that even. How does that happen? Oh, I thought, did you send the paperwork again? I don't know how huh? that. I thought you sent the paperwork. Organization is right now. What? That's that's crazy to me. You know <laughs> like, that, what? That happens. That that can go on. That, that doesn't happen. Yeah, you know what the trade deadline comes. You know what's happening. I don't think Cleveland is an option because the last thing Kirk Cousins wants to do is spend his entire career following after RG three. So I don't think I don't think Cleveland is is an option for him. To be honest with you, I think that when you talk about Kirk Cousins, it's going to come down to the Washington Redskins. It's going to come down to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think for right now, off the top of my head, those are the only two teams. Right, really? Because once they San Fran already signed. Yeah, uh, San Fran. I mean, they came out and said it. it. Yeah, they already came out and said it. Hey, we expect him to be a a, 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 We're expecting him to be out there for a long time. It's strange. We talk about Kirk Cousins. This is the first time that I actually heard Kirk Cousins say, I want to be in Washington. Before, his stance was always... I want to be where I'm wanting, wanting. But the day that, that, that the San Francisco <laughs> came out and put out there that, that Garoppolo's going to be here for a very long time, right, right, right. Kirk Cousins follows it up with, oh, well, I want to be in Washington. Right. I want to be in Washington. Like said, so, it's, it's really no, no landing spots for him. Yeah, so, I can think yeah, so, so, so it's really, it's, 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 it's Washington Redskins, blow up the bank, and just right. accept the fact that you're going to finish last in the division <laughs> for the remainder of your life because the Giants are going to get better. Yeah, exactly. The Eagles are young and are going to get better. The Cowboys the Cowboys are going young and going to get better. So if you sign Kirk Cousins with no blocking tight end, with no fullback, and probably one of the worst wide receiver cores in the National Football ever, League, ever, with, ever with, with a defense, that, with a defense, with a defense that your best tackler is a free agent, you don't know if they're going to do the Zach Brown. Uh, Norman, you I have to get somebody. I, they they, I mean, I, I was gone for a couple weeks, so I, I don't know if they resigned him. Or not. Okay. But okay, so you spent money on him. You don't know what you're going to do with your other cornerback position. All right, you don't know what you're doing with Sewell Cravens. All right, who's gonna who, who's gonna be your other defense alignment that's gonna bring pressure off of it? These are all things that if, they, if you sign Kirk Cousins, you still have to address, address these things. Right. And I think Trent Mitchell went in and he, he had some hard season. Trent to be fine. Yeah. Trent to be fine. The, now the offensive line, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the most underrated offensive lines in the National. I, I honestly believe Trent is the best tackle. Yeah, yeah, but I have seen I have seen some times in big games where I'm seeing him get blown off the ball a yard and a half, two yards in the back. All right, guys, we can be here for Again, thank you guys, all three of you guys, for taking out time out to come and see us. And you guys all, thank you for tuning in and joining the show. We greatly appreciate it. If you didn't get a chance to see the show, you can catch it on Google Play. You can catch it on um, TuneIn. You can catch it on iTunes. Any one of those shows, just type in Player's Voice, The Barbershop, and the whole show will be available on the Player's Voice Facebook page. So go back and if you missed the show, trust me, it was, it was a great show. So go back and watch the whole show. And you'll hear all these guys talking about everything. So, again, thank you to everybody. Thank you, you guys. And see you later. Peace.